0: Welcome to the Destination Begin Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here, sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the episode. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here again if you're coming back for more. Um... I really, really get excited when I log into the app or go online and I see how many times an episode has been listened to and I see that number tick up, 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 up. It makes me very happy. So, thank you for listening. Uh, It's no small thing to me. This is a passion project. I'm here. This started out to share weight loss um, advice, tips, hacks, strategies, um, to share my story of getting unstuck. And it's kind of turned into just a passion project and a kind of a personal conversation about what my life is and what I'm learning. And uh, so many of you are loyal, devoted listeners, and I'm just so grateful for that. If you listen and you love this podcast and you tell me when I get a message, "Hey, I found an episode and I loved it and it meant something to me, and I learned something, it just I, I, there aren't words to describe what it feels like. I don't take it for granted. It doesn't bounce in one ear and out the other. I don't think, oh, okay, yeah, of course you love it. It hits my heart every single time. So when you reach out to me, just know it it means so much to me. So thank you to those of you who send me feedback. And if you've never told me that you're here listening, please tell me. I just would love to be able to engage with you a little bit and find out who you are. Um, You can reach me on Instagram. It's destination underscore begin. You can also email me Kristen at destination begin and also destinationbegin.com. Are you sensing a theme here yet? Cause it's all destination begin. Why? Let's talk about that name for a second. I get asked now that I'm in Miami and I'm meeting a lot of new people all the time, and I have to say destination begin for people to find me, they ask what that means. Um what that means is, is there is no destination. So in life, if you, you know, specifically, I think about weight loss and exercise and fitness because that's the space that I've started out in here, and that I will always continue to be a big theme. Um, there's no destination. There's no goal weight that you arrive at and then you're done. If you are on a diet and you get to your goal weight now, now it's just a different part of your journey. Now it's another day one. It's another starting line not finish line and so our destination in everything is to just begin just start do you want to lose weight well you cannot get anywhere until you start if you want to achieve a a stage like I'm working on for my fitness competition I can't get there until I start so the destination isn't the stage the destination is not a goal weight or a size um, or a physique. It's to just begin the process. And every day that you wake up, you decide that you're gonna begin again, day one, every day. So that is where the name came from. That is what that means. Um, That resonates in my head over and over again. If I I thought I had to be perfect forever and if I screwed it up, I was done, well, I would have been done a long time ago. But the idea that every day can be a day one and that the starting line is more important than the finish line because there isn't a finish line. Um, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been able to gird myself up with those thoughts, I, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. They, they continue to inspire and motivate me, and that's what I'm here to hopefully do for all of you. So, if you listen on iTunes as well, a great way you can help me out is to leave a review or just click the stars. Um, it helps people know that hey, this web this you know, website that I'm looking at with this destination begin thing, it's legit because it's been reviewed by more than five people <laughs> on, in, on iTunes. Um, so if you can leave a review, that's really great. A feedback to me is really great. And of course, the best thing you can do is to share an episode. And I'm gonna give you a little example of why it's so important for everyone who listens to share an episode or specifically this one. I don't know if any of you have done direct sales like Tupperware or Pampered Chef or my history, I did Leah Sophia, I sold Leah Sophia fashion jewelry. And that was a you know in-house party sales company. I did really well. I really loved it. It was. It came along in a time in my life that really changed me. Um, but the key to getting started with something like that is you have a kickoff party and you invite everyone you know. So I started this podcast. I told everyone I know and most of the people I know listen to it. So that's awesome. Now, I can't make a podcast for just the people that I know. And so it was really important that people that I knew shared it. So. In Leah Sophia, at that kickoff party, you get five of your friends to have a party. And at each of those parties, you meet their friends. And then they book parties. And then you meet their friends. And now you have a business with customers that are people that you've never met that you can continue to expand on. And so I think of that often with this podcast that I need you, if you found me online or through Instagram or through 75 Hard to share an episode with someone you know each time you listen so that this podcast can continue to find an audience. I do this podcast because I love to do this podcast and I exist in this space to try to help, to try to motivate, encourage, and inspire. I want my story, I want my journey to matter for more than just my life. It's really important to me. My soul is on fire when I say those words. And you can help. Just if something hits your heart, please just share it. Copy the link. Send it in a text. It would mean the world to me. And you just never know who needs to hear what I have to say. Not saying that I have the most brilliant words in the entire world. But um, I'm sharing my heart here. And I, I want it to land on other open hearts. So please share and also if you want to support the podcast you can log into anchor.fm and you can be a monthly supporter of the podcast or you can also just purchase the products i talk about i talk about built bars and i talk about smart baking company and um both of those products i've partnered with they're the two products that i really love that i legit use that i consume um, if you know me and you're in my life and you've been to my house my cupboards and freezer are full of Built Bars and Smart Baking Company products because I use them. I love them. I believe that they're they're a great part of a healthy lifestyle, a really great part of a low-calorie diet, and, um, and I love them. So builtbar.com. If you want to try their bars, by the way, they have a mixed box. So you get... Um, 18 different flavors of bars ones with nuts, ones without nuts and you can try them all and I will just be honest this is this is why you can trust me. I don't like all the flavors. Um, I have my favorites and but some of the ones I don't like are ones that my friends really love. So get a mixed box. You're gonna get 18 bars you can use my code it's destination begin. it'll get you 10% off. they give all of that to me. So that's my commission. So that's a nice way that you can support me in this podcast while you're getting something. Um, and you can try their most popular flavors. I will tell you, um, the white chocolate, which are not available right now, they, they'll come and go, are amazing. The dark chocolate cookie dough are amazing. And then of the standard selections, I really love the cherry barcia, which is dark chocolate over cherry nougat. Um, I love the orange, the sea salt caramel, the peanut butter, and uh, the raspberry. So I really like the fruity ones. And those are about 130 calories, 18 grams of protein. Um, they're delicious and they, they fit well into your diet. I won't eat a protein bar anymore if there's more than 200 calories in it because if I'm gonna eat 200 calories, I want my full meal. Um, so these are really great, 130 calories. It's, it is truly a snack that's full of protein for you. And then Smart Baking Company, they have baked items like muffins and cupcakes that are ridiculously low calorie and um, gluten-free. They're certified gluten-free. So if you can't have gluten and you're just jonesing for a cupcake, their cupcakes are really delicious. They're moist, even though most people hate that word, they're really moist and delicious. Um, They have muffins that are moist and delicious. The muffins are huge and they're under 100 calories. And the cupcakes, they're not huge. But you get two in a pack and the cupcakes are 38 calories each, 78 calories for a pack of two. It's ridiculous. And so they're delicious. They fit well in your diet. So the discount code for Smart Baking Company is destination underscore begin and you're going to get 10% off. Built, it's builtbar.com and you'll get 10% off with my code destinationbegin. Okay, all done with all of that. Let's get down to business the business of what's new with Kristen. Um, I live in Miami and so I'm, I have to just start every episode by saying Miami is amazing and people are flocking down here like crazy. Most of the people I'm meeting are from New York. So there's just a huge exodus of people from New York down to Miami. And when I've asked why it's a little obvious, Feels silly. I even had to ask, but I don't know. Um, so with quarantine and lockdown, people people who live in New York, for the most part, live in apartments that aren't meant to just be in all the time. The lifestyle in New York and people who live in New York, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the lifestyle is, you know, you basically sleep in your apartment. You don't do a whole lot else. You, most people eat out. You're at work all day. Your apartment's just where you, you hang your hat and so most people don't have space where they want to be inside on lockdown for almost a year. And so here comes winter and there's all of these people that have just had it. They're not going to go inside and stay inside and work from home in tiny apartments. And so um, a lot of people are relocating down here to Miami. A lot of people are coming down here at least for the winter and so there's this really interesting group of people especially where I live I live in a more of a residential area on Miami Beach so a lot of high-rise condo buildings where there are short-term leases you know 4 months 6 months so they come down for the winter and they leave a lot of them are staying so many of them are out house hunting which unfortunately most of the houses have been all bought up if you're trying to buy but Right where I am, it's snowbirds and this huge new population of New Yorkers. And so it's interesting. Today I was putting a phone number in my phone and I didn't used to know how to add a contact very quickly to my phone. I've gotten so good at it because I'm meeting so many people and making friends with my neighbors and people are coming to um, workouts and it's just so exciting. And so um, the main thing that I'm doing here is... The Miami Beach boot camp that I've put together. This is just an absolute beautiful expression of the universe knowing more than I do. And I'm going to preface this little part of my episode with saying, I say the universe, and you may say God. Um, I don't care. Um, we're probably talking about the same thing. I don't know, but um, I have found that my life has expanded. My heart has expanded, my mind has calmed down, and I have found purpose and meaning and so much joy in my life when I have stopped trying to plan everything and I have followed the path that is just being unrolled right in front of my feet. I say yes to everything, I follow up on the phone calls to everything, I circle back if someone says, hey, you should try this, I say, okay, and I do it, and I'm just... I'm just stunned at what the universe puts together. And so going back in time to last spring in Minnesota, we were quarantined, locked down, um, was working from home. All the gyms were closed. I love me some gym. And the gyms were closed. So it was um, month after month, you know, one, you know, flatten the curve for a couple weeks turned into weeks and weeks. And then months of no gyms and you know complete lockdown, and so I was writing workouts to do in the garage and in the basement. I was running, you know, just lived cobbling together things and trying to stay motivated to work out at home. I don't do Zoom workouts very well. I just like looking at a screen and trying to move. It doesn't work for me. I know it's been a lifesaver for a lot, but it just didn't work for me. And so I was just figuring it out on my own and uh, just trying to endure and. Toward the end of May, there was news that the governor was going to address the state and you know start to open things back up. And so he did, and he did not choose to open gyms back up. And I just had this kind of temper tantrum of like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot work out in my basement anymore. Group fitness is my jam. I love working out with other people. I feed off the energy of others. I like to bring energy. And so... I got on my Nextdoor app and I just posted a post and I said, hey, I'm a certified personal trainer in the neighborhood. I am writing my own workouts. If I write interval workouts and I bring them to the parking lot of the park down the street, is anybody interested? Well, a lot of people were interested (laughs) and uh, just started having workouts in the parking lot, in the park, socially distanced. Everybody was in a parking space after we kind of got our, figured out what worked best, everyone was kind of in their own parking space, brought their own mat, I wrote a hit workout, I brought the music, and we just started having workouts at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. weekdays, and um, in the evenings, and the community came. Whole bunch of women, awesome group of people. We had a couple guys, but it was mostly women. Um, just amazing. We, we built a little community in the park, and just kind of woke up, Got, got used to seeing each other. It was so wonderful to wake up and see people every morning, uh, movement, sweat. A lot of these women hadn't done workouts like that before. And so it was so much fun to see everybody's endurance and cardio strength and everything increase. And so we did that all summer. And it, I, I discovered that I, it's it's the most true part of my soul is to be leading a workout. I just, I forget everything. And it is... It is soul food for me. I can be exhausted. I can be hungry. I can be half dead. And I will rally and will love every moment of leading a workout, leading people in movement and feeling that energy is just, it's what I live for. And so, what a beautiful gift out of something, you know, awful like COVID and quarantine to be able to come together as a community. And just, I just offered what I had, and it was enough. And it was beautiful. And then, you know, Minnesota sucks, so it got cold, and um, we ended those workouts at the end of August. And um, I moved down here into Miami in October. And I had planned before I came, I thought, you know, I bet I might be able to find some people who wanna work out in the park in Miami. And so when I got here, I did the same thing. I posted in Nextdoor, I posted in the Miami Facebook groups. Hey, I'm a trainer, I'm a group fitness instructor. Um, I'd like to hold some workouts. Is anybody interested? got some people interested, and I started out in the park right down where I live. And a small little group, my very first um, class attendee was Javier. He and his wife um, saw my posting on Facebook, Florencia and Javier. I just think their names are so beautiful. And they just rallied around me and spread the word, told their friends, gave me ideas. You know, they live here. They've lived here a long time. They know the area. They know the community um, and helped in so many ways with ideas and brainstorming. And you should put a sign here and you should post here. And um, and every single um, suggestion I followed and every single gest- suggestion was on point. And so we went from working out in the park to on the beach. That was Javier's um kind of insisted he said you know if you move this onto the beach it would be it would be really something and i was hesitant because i didn't want to be covered in sand <laughs> and i wasn't sure how it would feel to do it, hit interval workouts on the sand i don't know if i could do it cuz it's hard and um sure enough it's hard but sure enough it is magic so we've been i say we because the same souls are coming most days um but I write the workouts. I go out there, I have, I start out with a really big obnoxious sign. Now I have more manageable signs. I put my signs out and at sunrise, we have workouts on the beach and it is so beautiful to see. When I go out there to set up, the sun is just starting to color the sky And as everyone rolls in and gets set up, we watch the sunrise while we work out. So uh, most days it's interval hardcore cardio, running in the sand, burpees in the sand, jumping lunges in the sand, plank jacks, mountain climbers. It's just a totally different experience doing all of those things in the sand and One by one, locals who live here are finding it and joining us. And so the group is growing. And now on the weekend, I added weekend classes. So on the weekend, we have people who will drive to this area from other parts of Miami Beach and join in for a fun, um, high energy, lots of variety cardio workout. And it is so much fun. Uh, Building this, just so surprising. I did not intend to do something of this to this scale. And the dream for it is much, much bigger. Um, because it's public beach, you cannot conduct a business on the beach. And so, the the and I love that because I set these workouts up, I write them and I can just say, these are for donations. And so my heart can be poured into this. I don't have to answer to any kind of a business plan or, um, it's just here's what I have I'm offering it up and I want the right hearts and souls to show up and partake and give back their energy in that space and that's what's happening and it's growing and um, I'm meeting so many amazing people so it's just it's got me lit up so hard I don't know if you can hear it in my voice but it's so amazing so that's really that's really taking up a lot of my time, um, writing workouts, planning workouts, um, following up with people, trying to make sure. We're still trying to get the word out. You can't hang up signs. You can't hand out flyers around here. So just getting creative, trying to post in door and Meetup and all the Facebook groups. And um, we have a website, miamibeachbootcamp.com, which I'm super stoked to have gotten that. Um, Name And so the dream is to have more than one spot on the beach with workouts every single day um, varied in what we offer. Again, I say we, um, I don't know, I guess me and the universe and then all of the people that are just forming this community are in that we. So it's wonderful, it's magic and um, it just goes along with this idea that if I just follow the path in front of me the result is much bigger than my pea-sized brain could have even planned anyway. I would never have planned something like this. It's um, bigger than my imagination, and so I trust that it's going to be bigger than even my wildest dreams, and it's so much fun. So that's really what's going on. (laughs) Boot camps, um, we just met uh, some new people that can teach yoga. So we're going to start offering some yoga and tai chi classes um, down here at the beach and um, that's really exciting. I want to take yoga at sunrise so it's beautiful. And so between that and I you know, still have my day job, still work for my Minnesota law firm and um, that keeps that, that analytical finance, uh, you know, spreadsheeting brain busy. I love to spreadsheet. I love to put everything in a spreadsheet so it's prime spreadsheet season with year end and all of that's still in full swing. So that part of my brain gets worked out as well as my body. So that's good. So that's really the latest here. Um, my parents are going to be on the Gulf side of Florida. They are on the Gulf side of Florida for a month. So I will be driving across Alligator Alley, which sounds terrifying, but apparently it's not, um, to go see them while they're down here. So that's going to be really fun to see them and um, see them in Florida. Um, We lived in Florida when I was little. The cult church moved, well, okay, so the cult church decided that they were gonna have another church in Florida. So a whole bunch of people sold everything that they owned, packed up and moved down to Florida, including my family. It was in 1980, so I was like two. And um, got down here, the job market was heinous and uh, nobody could find jobs. And all of a sudden, before the pastor moved down, decided, oh, actually, that wasn't God's will. Sorry. So left him all high and dry. Now, that is my version. Uh, Whenever I talk about cold church, I like to say there's probably a version that's different um, depending on who you ask. (laughs) But so I actually lived in Florida when I was just a little baby. And uh, so to have my parents back in the state is like, whoa, what's going on? Hopefully everyone will just end up here because Florida is just the bomb. I love it so much. Yay! I just want to preface before I get into the meat of this topic that I'm talking here mostly to women because this is an issue and um, something in my life that I feel like is common with other women. But also if you're a man and you have a daughter, I really hope that you listen for the entirety The rest of this episode because father and daughter relationship is so important, and I'm hoping that as you listen to what I'm about to talk about, that becomes very clear. And it becomes very clear how, when there is um, a breakdown or there's a deficit in the relationship between a father and a daughter, that it can have implications big implications. And I'm not saying anything that is rocket science or brand new, but um, I just want to encourage you, if you're a woman, obviously listen to this. I you may find something here that you relate to and and guys, um, don't turn this off because it sounds like I'm not talking to you. Um, if you're a dad, I really encourage you to listen for the entirety of the rest of this episode if you will. So it's not a new idea to me to say that the universe, is in charge of something, or crafted something, or ordained something, and when I say the universe, you might say God instead. Um, I say the universe number one because because of my history with religion, um, it's it's hard for me to always use the same verbiage because I want a fresh and new experience with my higher power, and so, and I also believe that my my brain and my body and my mind and my soul all are resonating with the energy of a new way of thinking about the power that is out there and is within me and so i use the word universe you can use god i hope that that my verbiage doesn't deter you from what i'm actually trying to talk about and um we're you know i hope it doesn't dissuade you from listening to what i'm about to talk about and um, I just ask that you take what serves you and leave the rest, especially if you don't like my verbiage. But I use the universe as um, as my higher power, the name for my higher power. And so it's not a new concept for me to say like the universe did this, or or the universe is. I say the universe is so rad because that's how I feel because it is. Um, but in doing a lot of reading this year, I've I've read a lot of of books that talk a lot about the energy that is in us, the love that is in us. When we're born, what is the soul and the spirit made of? And you know, why is a is a baby happy and giggling and and free and and joyful and does not judge? Um, What is that spirit that's in the human being? And so to study that and really try to understand what what is the soul and what is love and what is that power that's inside each and every one of us that we can relate to with each other. And so to come to understand that there is one big life force and it is good and it is beautiful and is love and it is power and it is in me and it is in you and it is out there. We are all connected. It's it's such a concept that's hard for my brain to get around because my brain our brains aren't meant for that. It's all it our soul is meant to resonate with truth like that. And so when I got here though, I really felt powerfully that I didn't I didn't want to plan with my brain. I didn't want to forecast things. I wanted to be here with an open heart and accept and learn and grow and follow. And So it's led to exploration of ideas and and people and thought processes. And I've just been absorbing um, and reading and meditating. And it's led to a lot of exploration of my my heart of hearts and the deepest parts of my brain that subconsciously form these judgments and ideas that I don't know are there. And I just want to share the most recent experience of this and it was just a few days ago so it's very fresh and um i'm not going to go back and edit this because i'm just going to speak from my heart and so it might not be flawless and so please forgive me but um i i was having this deep introspective mind exploration just digging in to what was going on in my subconscious what is the energy that's going on under the surface that's driving me from day to day? What is that energy? And um, I had a conversation with myself in front of the mirror. And now this is going to sound a little kooky, but I really believe that we have our soul is truly perfect and flawless and beautiful. And when we can tap into it and we can really hear that inner voice, we can learn a lot about ourselves. We turn off our mind and all of this assessing and judging and thinking and planning. For me, I'm always trying to plan and strategize and organize and spreadsheet all the things. But when I shut that off, I can hear my inner voice. And I can hear my inner voice best when my body is exhausted. So at the end of a very tough workout, which is one of the reasons I really love to push my body to the end, so that my body is so tired and my brain is so spent that they have to shut down. They say, uncle, and then I can say, hi, what's going on in there? Hey, girl, talk to me. And it's, it's, it always works. And so there are certain strategies that I have to put my body and my mind out of the way and really be able to tap into my heart of hearts. And so I had this conversation in front of the mirror and I was absolutely shocked at what came out because it was something that I didn't even know was going on. It was so subconscious and it was going on in like a little trickle of energy so far away that I never was able to see it with my mind's eye, but it's been going on. And and what happened is I had this memory, this image of being a little girl and playing In the living room at my house. And um, my dad was in the recliner. My mom was in the other recliner and I was playing. And I just had this image of playing on the floor and my dad not looking at me and not paying attention to me. And that's how it was. My dad was very unengaged with us kids. Didn't play with us. Didn't talk to us. Didn't really look at us. He was just not um he wasn't engaged there's no other like phrase to say it and um and i ne- just never got attention from him ever once in a blue moon he would take me with him on a day of carpet cleaning and he would buy me plain chocolate m&ms <laughs> and he always gave the best christmas presents to us kids like it would be blank tapes so we could record um things on you know christian radio hairspray, because my mom wouldn't buy us hairspray because we used so much hairspray. So he would buy us hairspray for Christmas. And so it wasn't that he didn't love me. Um, I just didn't know he really loved me. Um, And as a kid, I just remember he never looked at me. And so I had this image of playing on the floor and him not looking at me. And I remember sometimes my mom would say, Ellen, she's doing something. Look at what she's doing. And dad would look up very formally, yes, and see what I was doing. Oh, that's good, that's good and then turn back to whatever he was doing. And I never felt honest engagement or honest pride. My mom had to make him go to piano recitals. She had to make him go to um, anything we were involved in. It was never, wow, Kristen, you're doing a piano recital. I can't wait to come and you did so good. He, he would go, he would pay a little attention, and he never spoke of it. And um, obviously I had angst about that as a teenager and um, but I had this big blow up right around the time that I got married. you know I got married and to the wrong person and really really broke my parents' heart and my mom had tried to stop me. everyone tried to stop me but um, I remember one time my mom said, "You know your dad is worried sick." And my response was, <laughs> "Oh now he cares. Now he's paying attention. Now he loves me so much. he doesn't want me to ruin my life. I was just absolutely disgusted by it and um, she told my dad that and my dad wrote me a letter and mailed it to me at college you know outlying that he did love me and that he was proud of me and then outlying why it was so hard for him to show it and it was beautiful and it made sense and it it solved it there was something about my dad's honesty at that time that was exactly what I needed. He didn't say, how dare you say I don't love you? How dare? He wasn't appalled. He was apologetic. And he explained to me, you know, he, he didn't know how to show emotion. His dad was horrible. And my dad's number one goal with us kids was to not hurt us. And the only way he knew he could just ensure that he didn't hurt us was to stay away. And obviously that's overcorrection, obviously hindsight. But my dad's best effort to love me was to just not hurt me. And he didn't know that that was going to hurt me. But, um, you know, he, ad- he addressed it in such a way that, that it worked. <laughs> that angst went away and, um, and I was able to let it go. And just kind of fall in love with who my daddy was, and with his heart. Um, and you know, if he had responded any other way, I don't know what would have happened. But um, it was a beautiful example to me that I I drew on with my own son when I screwed up inevitably a billion times. Um, don't argue the pain. If your child comes to you with pain, don't argue the pain. You can't tell someone they're not hurting. You can't tell someone, "No, I didn't hurt you." You can't tell someone they're wrong for feeling how they feel. To walk right up to it and say, "Oh my god, I hurt you. I am so sorry. I I never wanted to do that." That is the that is the love. That is the response that must happen if there's ever going to be a dropping of the weapons. And an opening of the heart. And that's what my dad did. And um and then the explanation, it wasn't a justification, it wasn't, you know, defensive, it was just this is how it was. And I thought that I was doing the right thing. And wow, now that you said that, I know I didn't. Wow. I'm so sorry. And so what what does a person say to that? To a heartfelt, sincere falling on their knees apology from their dad what do you do you you put all your weapons down and you say I, I forgive you I love you at least that's what I got to do what I got to do I mean I, I wanted to I want to love my dad and so my dad and I were never like best buddies we've never spent a ton of time together but everything changed at that point point I just fell in love with who my daddy was and I started to see him for who he was and now if you ask me about my dad I will talk your ear off about how wonderful he is because he is he's got a beautiful heart he's a soft little cupcake he's just um he's precious to me I love him so much um and so when when I was looking in the mirror and having this memory it shocked me at the pain of it and I realized that it hurt and that instead of looking for my dad to pay attention to me, inevitably I've been looking everywhere for something that will feel what I want to feel having my daddy look up at me. And the, the thought was just, it is how it was. You can't fix it. If you run a, for example, if you run a boot camp tomorrow, Kristen, and there's 5,000 people there, and they all want a picture with you, and they write up an article about you, and it goes national, and you're known all around the world, is that going to be enough to fill that little part of you that just wants your daddy to look up and see you? And I just said, no. And I just stood there shaking my head, realizing there was nothing that I could imagine big enough to fill that hole. And so the conclusion very quietly was, it's how it was, it can't be fixed. And I just stared at myself with this horrible realization that there was nothing that I could do to go back in time and fix it. And there was nothing I could do now to fix it. And I just stared until I said, okay, it can't be fixed. And I I thought, all right, there's my lesson. What do I do with this? You know, I, I, I have to just remember this. When I'm looking around frantically for the next thing to do, the next 75 hard challenge, the next fitness thing, the next thing that might make my daddy proud that he'll actually never know about. I have to remember, this isn't going to fix it either. And so I thought that was the lesson, and I was ready to say, all right, we're going to apply this, which, you know, probably is a good lesson, but the most beautiful thing, I went for a walk. And as I was walking, I just kept saying in my head, it can't be fixed. It can't be fixed. Trying to cement that in my head, and then this thought hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was, it was never broken. And I stopped walking. It was never broken. You never needed it. And I just, it, it I sat and kind of tossed that thought around like, what, what on earth does that mean? Of course I needed it. I was a little girl. Every little girl needs her dad to pay attention to her. And then just the flow of God, consciousness, truth, my soul, whatever you want to call it, just started talking to me of everything that you've accomplished and everything that you've done. You've done without your daddy watching you and approving. Why? Because you have everything that you need inside of you you have power, you have strength, you have love, you have all the power of the universe in your soul. You were never broken. You just thought you were. You just thought that was a problem. It's never been a problem. If you zoom out and look at your life, there's nothing that you couldn't do. There's nothing that you haven't done that you've wanted to accomplish. It was never broken. And I just was overwhelmed. And then the story. (laughs) Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Kristen. And her daddy didn't look at her when she played. And she thought that that was broken. And that was a problem. And that she had to fix it. And she never, ever looked up from her daddy's newspaper that was blocking his face. Until one day she realized she never needed her daddy to look at her. And then, dot, dot, dot. And I'm about to live the dot, dot, dot. It is that life-changing. I feel like the little girl just got up off the floor of the living room in Brooklyn Center off the bright green carpet. And said, Oh, I can go. <laughs> I can go and do. I can, I can go. I, I have all I need. It's all right here. And, and dot, 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 what is the story going to be? I don't know. But I'm absolutely, completely changed. It was never broken. How much time have I wasted flailing around, looking for things that I thought would fix that thing I didn't even really consciously know was broken? How much energy have I expended just trying to fill that? What now if I take that energy and put it into grabbing everything the universe presents to me with my whole heart? With a whole, complete, there is no brokenness heart. What now? I don't know. <laughs> but it's a totally different world. I, my heart, my being is at rest like it has never been. Now this doesn't mean I'm not a to stop doing hard things. I love doing hard things. But my focus and my inner peace and my energy is completely shifted instead of looking around for something to essentially distract from the fact that there was something broken and attempt to garner that same feeling that i i had thought i would get if my daddy looked up at me as a little girl or even now as a grown woman all of that all of that is just it's over and um, it's so definitive. It's like a it's like a line in the sand. Truly, in the story, the movie, this is the turning point where you see a little girl trying to fix something and then realizing, oh, it was never broken. So, I don't know who needs to hear that. I don't know who this is resonating with, but I implore you to look up and entertain this big, massive, beautiful truth that you have everything you need. You are complete within yourself. You have the beautiful, powerful, life-giving energy of love in you. You have life. The fact you have life is a miracle and you have everything that you need inside of you. Therefore, You don't have to search. You don't have to flail. You don't have to walk around in a deficit. You can walk proudly, tall, with confidence, knowing that whatever presents itself to you, you can. You will. You always have. You have a 100% track record for doing hard things and for succeeding at this thing called life. So you can and you will because it was never broken. And you are whole. As you are so I just want to reiterate, after all of that, that, I love my dad. I don't have ill will to my dad. I feel like there's a lot of people, women specifically, who have struggled with what I guess society calls daddy issues. Um, A girl's relationship with her dad is really important. And when there is a deficit there in how that relationship is managed or um, if if there's a breakdown in that relationship, it does cause legitimate issues. And I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm not downplaying the emotional and psychological effects of that. Obviously, I'm 42. And I have realized that there has been so much that I have looked for attention from the wrong people I married the wrong person really young it's the first big symptom of that lack of male love and attention but even after that there's always been a part of me that has been seeking anything to fill that void and so it's I'm not an anomaly in that and so Most of my listeners here are women, and so that's why I wanted to share this, because if this sounds like you, even if you weren't aware of it, I really hope that you hear this message that came to me that I want to put out here to you, that it was never broken. It's just, it's a powerful mantra that has been ringing in my heart, and um, we can choose Number one, we can choose to forgive. If that's a step that you haven't done with your father and you and you have things to forgive, I just encourage you to go down that path. The most important, the most valuable use of any of your energy while you're on this earth is to forgive, to let go, to do that work. And it's work and it's hard, but I'm telling you, life is on the other side of forgiveness not just the big things but the little things and so if you have if you have that breakdown with your dad go down that path of forgiveness seek to understand a big key here is that when we make a mistake we often will you know say oh well my intention was good and we let ourselves off the hook because we know our intent was good but when someone else hurts us, we rarely think about their intent. Doesn't matter. Well, I don't matter what they doesn't matter what they wanted to do, they hurt me. We need to give others the same grace that we're very quickly to give ourselves in those situations, especially with our parents. Now I know parents do egregious things and there's a lot of big hurts, and I obviously we're if we're talking about heinous abuse, I I'm not talking about that. Um but we No matter how terrible, we have the power to forgive. When we forgive, we set ourselves free. It has nothing to do with the other person. When we choose to shake off the burden of carrying that resentment, we set ourselves free. And we say, not that, oh, it's okay, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. What we're saying is, you know what, I'm choosing to be okay. I'm choosing life and love over hate and resentment and death. That's the first step. And like I said, I got the chance to forgive my dad a long time ago. Um, I don't know if I would have been mature enough to come to a forgiveness on my own like I just tried to describe for all of you to do, um, except that he wrote me that letter. And I, I may never have gotten that letter and it may have taken me a really long time on my own. And you may never get a letter. You may never get apology. You may never have. Maybe your parent has passed away and you never got an apology. I know that there is pain Legit pain, more so than I, I mean, I had it real easy compared to what a lot of people have been through. But I do know that no matter the severity, it's possible to forgive. It's possible for you to reclaim the rest of your life. Bad things that happen have power in the moment. And then after that moment is gone, they don't have power unless you assign it. And so... A horrible thing can steal a moment or it can steal your lifetime and that is your choice. There's help, there's counseling, there's coaches, There are, there's so many resources that can help the process of healing and letting go and I just encourage you, if you haven't, to start down that path and then to remember that you are not broken, that you have everything you need to go and live a big, fierce, bold, awesome life. The life that you are meant to live, it doesn't mean you have to change anything about where you live or what you do with your time. It's all about how you relate to your world and how you relate to yourself. To say, you know, I am enough. I don't need to look around. I don't need to look for anything else unless it's something I want, just for me. You don't have to. You, you are flawless. You are whole. It was never broken. That's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it honestly is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast because saying, "Hey, I have a podcast for you," is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes, you can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, and you can also email me Kristen at destinationbegin.com.